Hello, spacers. Welcome to Starlight, a space opera. I'm Isaac, your host and GM for the adventures ahead. This show, whether you're watching or listening, is a labor of love, and one that we want to make the best for you. So if you can, take a moment to freely subscribe or share however is most comfortable for you. Thanks. Now let's plot a course to Starlight. Here we go. Roll for ignition. first and foremost self-reliant. For once you are autonomous, then no one can tempt you into using power as a crutch. You are sovereign unto yourself. Therefore, a Harper's soul must be incorruptible. Many believe themselves to be so, but power comes in many guises, and it will surely find your weakness. Of this you may be certain. Only a true Harper can pass this test and transform weakness into strength. That is why we are the hand that stops the tyrant, feeds the oppressed, and asks for nothing in return. These are the sole remaining words etched upon the Arch de Truth, an archaic stone portcullis that once served as the entrance to the ancient elven city of Songs. Now all that remains is a pockmarked moon infested and warped by those who once dared to allow an entire population to play with magic. Above this desecrated land, however, is a conclave of dragons that hover ever so quietly. The ships are connected by long, arcing tubes of flesh and metal. Within, a clandestine meeting between those who are harpers are had. Right, Kendall Astrid. Report. What have you learned of this dark agent? This Boris Dukar? The web goes deep, my lord. Chaos subverted my chance at overthrowing him secretly from Tepsip favor. But what I first thought to be negative has become a boon. Dukar's success in bending the Elder Brain to his will made him sloppy. For a time. The success went to his head, and I was able to learn more than I realized. The HMS Soul incident, I presume? Yes. Following the cruise liner's failure, the Tetsup cast Dukar away, though my associate is with him now. I assume Harp Shadow Smiley has deemed it unsafe to reach out at the moment, but I will learn more of Dukar's current affairs once he does. And of this other integral information? Yes. Some time ago, Boris Dukar was approached by a mind flayer named Lugon. 
This elithid told Dukar how to find rival colonies and capture their brains. Although I have not discovered why one would turn upon their own kind, it is not a part of the elithid to really war amongst themselves. And furthermore, it advised him on how to torture these repositories of great consciousness so as to force it and use it to cut into the guild's hold on interstellar travel. And for what end do you theorize? Smiley's investigating this now while I feel the void left by Boris. Uh, but thankfully in the man's flight, he wasn't able to destroy everything. It would seem this Shlugon fellow served something called the Abolithic Sovereignty? Similar to us, it would seem, this sovereignty has spies embedded around the galaxy. But I suspect that if we stand for the justice and protection of all, they stand for something far deeper, far more sinister. Indeed. So the time has come. Yes. Follow me, Bright Candle Astrid. This should be shared with the other High Harpers. Tell me, have you ever heard of the Aboliths? No? Well, that's no surprise. Ancient beings who once ruled over all of primordial pieces that would one day become the material plane we now so enjoy. Savage, vicious creatures they were. It is long foretold that the original architects of that long-lost empire were locked away in a plane far buried and kept secret. If indeed Boris Dukar was contacted by agents of the sovereignty, then it means that the shackles that tether these mad creatures in place have begun to slip. And it means that we will have to activate more of our own Harper agents to counteract it, just as we have helped subvert many other disasters before. Uh, I know that look, Astrid. I've worn it many times myself back when I was of your rank. But indeed, I am not crazy. Somewhere in this universe, something or someone has found a bridge between worlds and likely acts as an emissary or avatar of these creatures. Creatures who would see themselves as gods once more, and likely deconstruct all of creation back to its primordial elements, so that they might fashion a new universe as they see fit. Come, we have much to discuss with the rest of our brethren. All right. Hey, welcome, Spacers. We are super glad to have you for this Q&A of April. And um, with me in the studio, this time we have myself, Isaac Yorks, and... I'm Courtney, and I play Ray Byrne. Uh, and I'm Nathan, and I play Alice. And Sam's ditching us again. 
No, 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 no. We'll do we'll do a Q and A with him and Horace because they're off on their side adventures. So, um, can I just say it'd be really funny to see you play yourself and Horace like in a com- Q and A conversation, yeah, yeah, yeah. like asking <laughs> myself conversations. That would be, uh, exactly. Fans might question your sanity a little. But it's all good. I would, yeah, I would question it. So <laughs> that would be funny. Uh, um, speaking of sanity, so what's up? The baby is. Six weeks. Six weeks. We've done it. We've kept yeah. her alive. Yeah. Congratulations. So, we announced that she's here. Yeah. Well, we've announced oh. it a couple times. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm tired. She's here. No. <laughs> yeah. So, but um, it's been a lot in, in a good way. It's been awesome. And I, I feel like pretty lucky that we've been able to keep the show and the game rolling. Um, although maybe on our end as players... Uh, and not as listeners it's been a bit too long since we've played and we're excited mm-hmm. to finally do that again yeah. um but thank you again for uh the like i made a little bit of an audio uh mix up with the mics and the way it was recorded for last for what was it the first episode with horace coming back into the scene and uh we just really appreciate you guys i appreciate you and uh, thank you it's i saw the numbers you guys were still rolling in for it and uh giving us the grace through this time so um yeah i just want to get that out of the way because i don't know we appreciate you guys but let's see it was a great episode it was still really fun to listen to oh yeah would yeah. you would you like about it i really like seeing sam step out and like be in the limelight a little bit it's fun to watch like him pursue his story um, and yeah, and I I love the character of Horace. He's hilarious, and I love the moment when he pulls in with the red rocket. Who it's a hilarious name for um. No, no, no. It, it was the red wa- rocket. I know. And he renamed and it Wanda. Yeah, because so. she needed a real name. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> that was pretty. Fun but just to play. red rocket's a funny name. Yeah, he's like a Horace is kind of like a bro-y goofy 50 year old half dwarf he's pretty funny he's a he's a fun nice. fun character to play it's kind of like i imagine he's the friend that i always would want you know mm-hmm. not around 24 7 but like two hours of the day at least <laughs> yeah no, i have some of those yeah <laughs> the question is are you one of those i was gonna say we have one of those <laughs> and his name is nathan <laughs> <laughs> Or his name rhymes with Nathan. <laughs> yeah, you know. But um but yeah, no, I'm glad you I'm glad you enjoyed it. Uh I wish there's so many so many things I wanna I wanna grill Sam on, but um I'm content just to see kinda how the adventure unfolds for him. Yeah, it'll be fun. Cause there's been like little hints of his story along the way. So it'll be fun to see him like really pursue it now. Yeah. And the nice part is, is it, it does tie into the main story. Um, and I think that him going down along, along that path and whether you guys decide to get involved in that storyline yourselves, or if we are kind of doing a little split thing for a while, well, we are going to do a split thing for a while. Um, I think though, I know, so it's, it's just going to only reinforce, uh, the story in terms of like, once Clive figures out what his, his situation is i think it's gonna strengthen things towards like the uh potential climax that the 
the game could have. But then again, I don't, I don't know because I thought the climax of season one was going to be something totally different. And I think season one ended up being cut about 10 episodes short. So <laughs> wait, what did you think it was going to be? I thought it was going to be you guys fighting your way through the city of Indul or it, whether you got involved with some of the factions there, try and like potentially help throw off the Pelagium Pact or if you actually helped the Pelagium Pact, I thought you were going to use whatever you could to get to the um, the Triumvirate. And I thought that was going to be the big reveal, you know? And then the potential inner party conflict there. And then Atlas blew up the whole city, <laughs> <Yeah>. planet. World <laughs> destroyer. <laughs> is that something Atlas remembers? Like, is he aware? I think he just has, um, it's kind of like what happened. Yeah. I think it's one of those moments where, um, there's like more just like flash, like, um, not flashbacks, but like snippets of it in a sense. Right. Um, but mm -hmm. not like he wasn't fully coherent or like remembers it completely. He just remembers kind of like those moments where something you like, like tragic memories or whatever you remember, like very like snippets of it sometimes or i mean some people remember obviously all of it but i'd say it's more of like the snippets in a sense mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it was like a, it's a really real thing that people when they have like traumatic memories they actually wall them out mm -hmm. you know and they don't know they're doing that mm -hmm. i feel like that's kind of probably kind of what's happening he's just and then he gets like kind of uh certain things will kind of set it off in a sense mm -hmm. what sets it off um, as an example for like one of the like the underground fights um, that Ellis did mm. when he versed that um, raptor-ish type of uh, monster. That was cool. Um, yeah, Ellis obviously didn't lose completely. Always cool, but he kind of went. I mean, he was already kind of bestial, but he kind of just went crazy and just mm -hmm. fought it like almost like another animal in a sense. Yeah, that was a cool scene. He's a little bit more savage. Yeah, if that's the right word. I think he kind of just in that. fell into his like more of the savage side of him rather than controlled at all. Wait, mm. that's not you all the time. I mean, yeah, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Alice, used, Alice, I was like, he usually thinks of from... like tactics in a sense of like, I mean, not really. I mean, yes and no. His tactics usually work because it's just hack and slash and move forward. <laughs> Um, mm -hmm. But if that doesn't work, he usually tries to think of something else. But in that moment, he was more mm -hmm. just, just eat it kind of sense. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's like survival of the fittest in that. That was a really cool under the underground scene. Yeah, I loved it. It was cool. Yeah, I felt you... bad for Isaac's character, but oh, uh, just the unlucky no, rolls for like the lightning and stuff just... <laughs> from the Duke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, he was sick. It's just. I got he's lucky with like not getting hit super hard. I probably actually would have been put down if he rolled really well with a couple of the lightning bolts, but I got lucky with that. Yeah, he's he's a cool character. I hope he comes back. His like um inherent ability comes from not magic, but he is half storm giant. Like Ooh, has that oh, running okay. through his blood. And so that's kind of where he gets that from. Um he's a lot better of a fighter than what was displayed it's but, okay you know that's the dice roll and that was the story that hey. night so maybe the dice were saying that he was getting too cocky a bit too a bit too sloppy in when his you fighting. call yourself the duke like someone else 
it's time to get put down a little bit. Like someone else. I'm the king of the underworld. I ain't the duke. Okay. Okay, but no, no, you referred to yourself as the duke of the underworld yeah, true, when true. you were talking to Lyle. Laurel. Yeah, it's Laurel. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was yeah something like yeah I'm the new duke of the underworld or something. Yep. Yeah. That was a funny scene too, um, with the the blacksmith. Yes. Yeah. yeah. yeah, that was fun. yeah. <laughs> Laurel, no Lyle. I was getting some like major like flashbacks to like kids in elementary school mispronouncing my name and telling me my name was something different because they couldn't say my name. And it's just like, no, it's Isaac. 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 No, it's Isaac. People still do that when they see your name. Yeah, but see, it's not like at this they're point not. they're not being rude. Yes. Yeah, you're just like Lyle. Trying, yeah. <laughs> I was definitely intentionally being a jerk because his prices were so high. I mean, quality work demands a good amount. Do you think he'll actually open a shop one day? Uh, maybe. If we follow through with I and if we actually go through with our promise and kind of advertise in a sense, then if you guys, if you guys, if you guys continue visiting him and making if you guys put the effort into making him an integral NPC he will glow up for sure he'll glow, glow up. up there we go well he'll... he referred to himself as Lyle though well he's, <laughs> he's impressionable though well r- remind me Alice what was the um the symbol thing you want or the title you wanted to put on it the... oh his store name kind of thing and then yeah, yeah. put it on my weapon oh, right. um that, was it it was Heaven's, wasn't it? Heaven's, like Heaven's Forge. Yeah, Heaven's Forge. I remember. Yeah. What was the intent behind that? I just think it sounds cool. I'm gonna be honest. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty, pretty cool. It kind of sounds cool. Like you think about like Heaven's Forge, like weapons of the gods in a sense. You know what I mean? It would be pretty sick. All right. I was yeah. impressed that you thought of it on the spot. Then I've been. Oh. I was thinking yeah. there was some whole backstory. You should be a de- DM one day. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've been. That was uh, a very... I've been listening to a lot of audio books because they're easy to listen to at work. So, I think I don't know if I was. I have to been too. They're just yeah, they're super easy to kind of just like while I'm driving or something, put it on. Mm-hmm. I finished a whole series recently. So, what series? Uh, Unsold by Will White. It's uh, like a progression fantasy, like a cultivationish type of one. It's really good. Cool. I recommend it. It's yeah. pretty. Sh- they're pretty short too. They're not. I'd say like the audiobooks were only nine, ten hours per book, so they're actually really short. Because if most audiobooks I've mm-hmm. seen are that are obviously that are trying to read through a whole book, it means the books are pretty short too. The audiobooks that are usually that I see are like twenty plus hours or something. So yeah, so wow. this guy's they're ten hours, so he's probably writ. Then there's a lot of books in the ten. series. Ten books. Ten. So, so far. it's yeah. so it's re- it's really almost like episodes in terms of books. Yeah, like, I will say, like, I really enjoyed like um, how like uh, he kind of put the story and everything, and the, like it all progressed in a way that didn't feel like stale or anything. You kind of always like, there's always it didn't feel like anything was getting railroaded. It was, but it was like always a goal in a sense. And he wasn't like, mm-hmm. and it was obviously it's like a progression one, so we can kind of compare it to like anime in a sense. But he wasn't overpowered in in any way. But he also wasn't one of those 
Proke antagonists are just super weak, relying on everyone. It's kind of a mix, so it was nice to kind of see like a real, a character you can kind of connect with if hypothetically you got sent to the world. Um, mm -hmm. And he works, and he just worked, and you could see the effort that he was making. Like he works super hard to get to the point where he is now. I mean, I'm not trying to spoil nothing, but I mean, anyone yeah. that knows progression fantasy, and I'm I already finished book ten. Yeah, he's he's a monster, but like not like a actual monster, but like you know, just the uh, description of him. He's just he's a beast now. Yeah, it's like it's like Aragon from well, not Aragon from book one, but. You know, Aragon by the end of the book series, he's yeah, and he's just progressing. Really yeah, cool. he has to get stronger. Yeah. If you if your character doesn't in ten books, and it's a and you're, it's literally a progression fantasy, then you're kind of it's kind of not getting anywhere at that point. But mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but yeah, I've enjoyed it. It's been good. I'm gonna put a small plug out. Just saying, we are done with my book Ascendant. Yeah, going to be going to. Uh, send it out to a few agents. We'll see what happens with that. Um, and then, then if that doesn't go through, we'll go Kickstarter. And then, but regardless, I will be recording the first few chapters similar to the way we do Starlight and with like audio and music. And so I'll yep. put that out on like a YouTube and pod for people to uh, listen to. So it's a small plug. Keep an eye out for that. I'm telling you. And it's in the hands of alpha readers right now, right? It is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's in my second wave of test readers so we'll find out this will be the test yeah i'm telling you you should but make an it's audio going good just do it I, I, it's a lot of work i know but yeah make a whole audio book you know but it's worth it uh, it is and uh, i think people people like that sort of stuff i think it's just because it's, it's like, like kind of like me right it's work so like while i'm at work i can while i'm driving or doing something i can just have it in the background um mm -hmm. and still obviously get the story and get it understood but it's like I love, don't get me wrong, I love, in a sense, um, obviously I feel like I'm lying, but in a sense I do love, like, reading, but um, it does, obviously, you have to focus, you, know, you just, like, sit there and just read the book, which is great, honestly, um, but I know that sometimes, for certain people, like my uncle, and for example, with his work, he always listens to audiobooks or podcasts and all that stuff, because for him, I can't say the same, I just procrastinate. For him, he's always he's that he's just busy, so he needs to have something that he can just kind of put in the background. Yeah, yeah, it's I, I like busy noise too, and it's kind of part of the reason why I like um, RPGs mm -hmm. to to listen to that are when when they're done well, is because it's like a story, but it's also cool because it's unfolding in real time where you like there was no written story; you're just watching a bunch of people create the story. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I think that's I dig that too but um weird segue i'm doing it right now yeah i actually had a, I had a question for courtney playing ray yeah did me. you expect your little joke in the episode uh where uh i think it's ostrad's proposition where you went and found the 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 escort mm -hmm. and it, that was meant as a joke but what was your uh, your thoughts when I um, brought that background at the end of the episode and she's calling the White Knights saying that she thinks that potentially she's found a, a synth? Okay, before you 
before I answer that question, I just got to say, Alice is a total ass. Yes. To go like red-eyed freak, <laughs> like staring. That was hey, so hey, rude. Hey, not every red-eyed yes. person so is a freak. Come rude. on. Rude. Yeah. And it was like, you didn't even like. But she wasn't taking no for like, an answer. You didn't. You said no once. That should be enough, right? No. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> <laughs> Not when it's you, Atlas. You heard it here, folks. Um, but, yeah. um, okay, yes, saying <laughs> no, no, no know, once yeah. should be enough. Oh, yeah, but, um, yeah, the way you brought it back around, A, it speaks volumes to you as a DM. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, your ability to kind of bring a story full circle. Because oh, we've thanks. known the White Knights are, like, going after since. Um, and then it also, yeah, it makes me wonder, like, A, is she going to come back into the picture? Um, and I really, like, I thought it was funny. It, also, the way you acted her out. <laughs> was hilarious. Oh, thank you. So well done. Um, but I, um, yeah, I just think that was really well done. And I'm, I'm curious to see, like, do the white knights come after Atlas? Um, or is that who's going after Clive right now? Uh, or did I just give a spoiler? No, you, you didn't. No, you didn't. Cause that was in that episode. No, I, no, it would definitely be Atlas because, Clive had no connection to That's you guys true. during that moment. Yeah. So the only way that would happen would be like if they were actually able to track you guys and Clive happened to be with you when yeah. when the White Knights arrived, they might mm. think Clive like but probably probably going off of Atlas's. So you might be being hunted right now. Yeah, which is actually pretty cool. That's kinda yeah. It's a pretty and it's your He said fault. that's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's your fault. Yeah, I know. These are these are the moments Nathan lives for. Yeah, because like honestly, kind of like you said, Courtney, it's uh, it's really awesome because we obviously we haven't really, um, at least for Ray and Atlas, haven't really dealt with the, like the White Knights at all since then, mm-hmm. and we haven't really. I mean, Atlas hasn't really kept secret that he's like a a synth prototype thing, but like he he hasn't really kept it a hundred percent secret. Which I kind of forgot, <laughs> which now it's biting me in the ass a little. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it's uh, it's pretty cool to see kind of like the whole kind of everything kind of going round, and now it's coming back in the story where now it's like, oh well, trying to finish this mission for somebody. Now we have more people to worry about, which is nice. Mm-hmm. I enjoy it. You did that. I like how you're trying to push this responsibility and blame here. <laughs> who, who, who pulled the the escort from her? It was like an innocent joke. Mm-hmm. And you turned it into a real problem. Hey, you know. I, of all the things, I mean, all I, the only descriptor I gave was a seedier part of town. And you just went <laughs> and you were like... Nah, no, I'm not gonna go to like the CD bar or the the find the person ju- giving buying like selling drugs or doing whatever X thing. You're like, I'm going straight for the escort. Yes, I hey, am. Hey man, you can find escorts in all parts of town. It doesn't have to be just the CD part. I don't like how you made that connection. Okay, but think of the <laughs> city of Seattle. Where are the <laughs> prostitutes? They're walking up and down Aurora. 
Aurora has they're nice not, parts, man. They're not like in Madison Park. <laughs> now you guys know. That you know of. That you know of. <laughs> okay. But you know, like, where are you just going to like pull up and see an escort? I'm just saying. It's not in like the nice parts of town. I'm just saying. I'm parts. just just saying. Well. You got the high class I'm ones? going off. <laughs> you got the low yeah. class Who ones? you find online. You find the high class ones online. You seem to know a lot about this. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I lived in the city of Seattle. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. okay. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm excited to see where where that goes. Um, the, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, Atlas, have mm. you listened to the episodes with Clive? Or Sadly, I have not. That is the next thing I would okay. be doing, though. Right on well, Sunday. I'm, I'm curious um, how you feel about pursuing his storyline. Because after listening to one, um, the one that's out, like, I'm so excited to pursue it with him because he's been wanting it for so long. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it's fun to like hear where it's at now, but you know enough, even without listening to it. Um, like, are you excited to pursue that? Is that something that you're like hesitant to do? Um, what are your thoughts? I think that one... Just to put it out there, if his uh, path that he's on leads to uh, stop Alice in any way, obviously, like I said, I haven't I haven't listened to it yet, so I'll be listening to that Sunday. But if for some reason his path, like uh, not perpendicular, but uh, conflicts with uh, Alice's go in a sense or like say hypothetically i mean this is all pretending like a fan right now just theorizing without hearing this hearing the next part yet but is mm -hmm. if say like obviously that mon monstrosity that alice became and like the experimentation technology and stuff if for some reason clive join not joins them but like sympathizes with them or whatnot like i said I haven't heard what's next yet, so he might be complete opposite. But I would actually be pretty excited to see Atlas actually fight Clyde. <laughs> Just <laughs> and to, to clarify, by them, yeah. do you mean the Pelagian Pact, or do you mean the I mean who... yeah, um, I mean the Pelagian Pact, but also whoever might just be behind the original creatures itself, like the people that yeah. are behind the scenes, like those like. Uh, marionette people that are kind of just controlling behind the scenes, kind of in a sense. Mm -hmm. um, if they mm -hmm. are there, I'm just trying to get Isaac's facial expressions to see if he will crack, but I, I, he won't yet. No, I'm not, I can't. I'm a stone wall. <laughs> but uh, I think it would actually be pretty cool to see uh, Alice by Clive. But to answer the question fully, is more just I am excited to see kind of where where he's going because yeah, he once we met the Plagian Pack, kind of saw Clive or Sam kind of get excited for. Um, that side of things or that part of his past mm -hmm. and um i think it is really cool that he's able to like kind of pursue it now and um kind of get more deeply into clive's backstory and see kind of where he'll end up or like what his actual goals are because i know um at least from what i know that he's been kind of like now he's because of the memories and everything he's trying to fight or he's like fighting within himself to kind of figure out who he is um and who he is now Mm -hmm. uh, so I think it would be pretty cool to kind of I think it would be really awesome if this happens obviously and who knows when but when like 
the kind of like the whole gang meets up in a sense and seeing like kind of where everyone's at um and what's happened and how people have changed uh mm -hmm. and if clive yeah. if clive wants to fight we can fight you know it's all good <laughs> okay speaking of like when we all get back together and how things have changed what do you think of this dwarf we talked about it a little bit over the mm -hmm. the discord chat oh um, Estrad. Mm. yes yes um you are like super skeptical mm -hmm. um but like going deeper like what do you think what do you how do you think his story is going to play out so I, I'm Alice is super skeptical and also I am just because one having that type of I'll just say kind of power um, and also an organization like that it just the, the guild the guild yeah it just yeah it makes it super hard to kind of believe that it's I don't know how they're gonna like how why he I mean I just I know he kind of he doesn't give too much detail because obviously he's being secretive that's probably a part of it why Alice is kind of like you're, you're begging for help almost in a sense but you're not giving any information really um and also where the power that Alice is curious or well, actually not not really Alice to be honest it's more Nathan um mm -hmm. is curious on where how they get these powers like the guild because if alice can just gain some of those powers you know <laughs> yeah they become even more powerful than uh that'd be pretty cool but i i am curious though to see and i'm kind of excited to see kind of if we do get involved with any other parts of the guild and also see kind of um because i'm a huge nerd on like powers and power systems and all that stuff so it'd be really cool to kind of see the rest of the guild and see what else they can do um also see the guy uh i don't know his name i is it what, the uh, assassin yeah the assassin uh or the bounty hunter yeah fable gloom fable oh i remember this because we we're trying to figure out if it was bloom or gloom yeah gloom <laughs> gloom not fable bloom you could totally take him you take him hand to hand combat, mm -hmm. and then I like stealth and sneak attack him. He's down. Mm -hmm. I'm not worried totally. about people. Bloom. Bloom. <laughs> yeah, that's what, you know what. Yeah, honestly, once we I'm meet excited him, for for Fable Gloom. I'm I'm excited. Once we meet him, why are you excited? Crafting him was really fun, or her. I'm just gonna laugh when Alice calls him Bloom or her Bloom. I'm gonna do it too. Yep. I, I want. I. I Alice is not. Great. Not even gonna remember the name. He's just gonna insult the one of the best bounty hunters in the world or the universe. You know, it would be funny if this bounty hunter was someone who like got to know you really well and like was your best buddy and then like turned on you and killed you. That would be crazy. You that your fable gloom. No, oh. but what? <laughs> Listen to this. What if Ostrad was actually Fable Bl Gloom, who was sent to kill you, Atlas, because of the gal who saw you with your red eyes? Oh. Called the White Knights, and they sent Ostrad. Wait. Oh. Who's like, I need to get to this other place. He's actually Fable Gloom, and he's luring you into a trap. 
That, that is some fast response time. I'll just say yeah. that. Fable Gloom was ready. Was he, he was like, <laughs> well, what if he was already on planet? Maybe. Maybe he was a sleeper cell. Who right? Knows? And Kinda they was, just yeah. like called the closest assassin. Isaac's like, oh shit, she just connected all the dots. <laughs> connected them all. Connected I am them all. building off of that. I got to change it. Um, building off of that, though, is uh, I am actually now questioning whether or not. What if one of us knows Fable Bloom, uh, Fable Gloom, like very closely? Like, what if one of us is actually like actually from our past, like friends or like someone that's known this person forever? What if it's Clive Jensen? That <laughs> that would be uh, interesting. <laughs> one one thing we know from Clive's past is that for sure one of the things he was called was the Demon in White. Oh, that's true. I forgot about that. Fable, yeah. The demon and Fable white. Gloom. I feel like that wouldn't be. I feel like this guy's gonna or this girl or whoever is gonna be. I don't know. They're gonna have like a dark, darker aesthetic, because uh, it's just okay. Ostrog did explain <laughs> what Fable Gloom looked like, though, didn't he? He so he so he rolled a ten, okay, um, on his history roll, which is for people who don't know, a ten is an average. A fifteen is medium or like a medium high success and a 20 is extremely good so he basically doesn't know much about okay fable gloom at all the 10 basically he just said everything kind of potentially in the ballpark right. and then he also said every rumor he's ever heard okay because he just doesn't know any more than the average person so there's some truth in there somewhere yes okay yeah so but to to nathan's point though a bit back um uh, he said something about the, being interested in learning about the guild's magic and how that worked. And I, I'm actually really excited for you guys to uncover that a little bit more. And I think you guys are probably putting together a little bit of the more magic elements and where they come from or where they originate from. Um, am, am I correct in guessing that? That you guys have started to put that together a little bit? I think so. Yeah? What? What? What 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 are your thoughts on it? Because there's technomancy, yeah. which uses the nanobots, but then there's actual magic. Yeah, I I I feel like I've seen the magic, but I can't quite put it together. It's always happened tied to something. Maybe just Is it with the like? The it's like is it the gems part of it? I feel like we see those frequently. Yes, exactly. That yeah. is a lot of the magic is tied. A lot of it's there is there is an actual inherent magic tied to certain races. It's the crystals. The Ayun, the Ayun yes. crystals. Remember when we got off that ship that one time and the guy was was it when we were coming into the city? Um. I don't know. You have that was not very descriptive. Oh, that was not but very descriptive. The guy was wearing a ton of them. Okay, yeah. So that that is that is the crystal of beady, mm-hmm. which is essentially think of like, it's it's like a net almost that's been woven into a cloak mm-hmm. that has like hundreds of these teeny tiny little shards of them mm-hmm. on them, and that's if you can kind of get that image. And usually they're all like the same color, mm-hmm. and. Uh, that is essentially how the um, that is essentially like how the white knights use their magic. Um, Got it. Or those of the reveries. 
Um, so you've run into that. Yeah. And then the very first few episodes, when Warden Yip had you guys go down into the mines, uh, in which those mines were being used to get fuel for dragons specific that worked to them. Mm-hmm. And you guys had that, you ran into the largest cluster of like supposed of that. Mm-hmm. And it almost had a life of its own. Yeah. Or, um, or was having a weird interaction. And then the next thing is the the actual like uh, relic items I've given you guys that are huge chunks of them. Mm-hmm. So uh, Atlas had one when he used the legend lore spell. What's in your your um, weapon now that gives you some power? Uh, I know it's like an amethyst colored stone. Yeah, that adds psychic it's damage. A, it's a crown amethyst. Crown amethyst. Okay. And essentially, it is a teeny tiny shard of a larger hole of Ayun stone. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Where where did like how does Ayun stone get there? Like how, where where do they come from? Yeah. That is a greater mystery that I will not share. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. So we have to find someone who knows that information. I kind of cheated though. I think I like. Isaac and I had like a big discussion on like magic before, so I kind of already knew some of the systems. Unless he's changed them. No, no, okay. not at all. As far as I know, I'm not gonna. Yeah, it was like races, and then like I know there's certain types of people that make. Um, well, it's not really a spoiler because obviously people know, but I think warlocks, right, were the only ones that actually use like actual like traditional. Yes. Magic in a sense. And then, yeah, like paladins and clerics in a sense. A lot of, a lot of, I mean, not only them, but a lot of them use like the Iun stones, or, like pull from a power that's different. Isaac didn't, mm-hmm. Isaac didn't tell me, sadly, um, where those powers come from, though. So I'm still lost on that one, yeah. too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see if you guys uh, ever actually figure all that out because there is. A reason for the magic and then there is an even greater reason of where that comes from and what it once was i just want to correct if we figure it out it'll be when we figure it out if when i don't (laughs) i don't want to say when all that much because um well season one's a great example it got cut short so Sometimes, like, <laughs> it's a, we're not running a net. Like, a, it's not a story that's pre-scripted. It's like, you guys could just do what you want with it. So, which is cool. Um, yeah, we'll figure it out. Because I'm, Alice is going to end up being, on, add to his titles and have, like, God Slayer or something on mm-hmm. there, too. That, that'll that be, so, he'll add that on there. Sick. You got to find the gods, though. You got to find the gods. Yeah, if there are any, or deities or whatever, they're going to be celestial beings. I don't know what they'll technically be, when but... You- I gotta add it to Atlas's list or his title list. When you said that you gotta find the gods, I heard the gut and my head went to girls. And I was <laughs> I was gonna put a plug in for the fact that Nathan's still single. Um oh, he, God. unless that's changed. Um Ladies, get you one like Nathan. Yes. So if anyone's interested <laughs> in dating um <laughs> Nathan Kuntz, who plays <laughs> Atlas Kashin. At a total of four or seven. Yes. Black hair. Uh. A charming smile. Four seven. <laughs> uh, He's a little taller than four seven, but maybe just four nine. A little. What a beautiful personality. Okay, oh, so 
It's like a sales pitch. The other thing was, uh, you brought up the Discord chat in how uh, how Atlas felt about the straw. Yes. So that brings me back. So for those of you that are listening, we had a Discord chat, and it wasn't just like between us, but it actually was a Discord RP with some roles between um, Ray. Mostly Ray, Atlas had like one thing he had to, wanted to say, <laughs> but it was really just like an add to it. But between Ray and oh. Second Don Slauson, and really mm-hmm. it was because uh, we felt like that it, it was probably good to get the story rolling and kind of get more back into the action, especially after a bunch of games where there wasn't as much action. Um, so the compromise it came to was we're going to role play this out in the discord chat about ray figuring out how she would go about filing a petition which as you could imagine would not probably be that fun to listen to um and so you can actually go over to our patreon and that will be completely free if you want to read that or even see an example of how you can run a text scrawling uh tabletop rpg if you your friends are far off and or uh how you want you might want to run downtime activities and keep the narrative going so Mm -hmm. that when people come back you know, they can be like, I did this, I did that. Mm-hmm. But for those of you that don't, I was hoping we could kind of like talk through kind of what happened with that and and what your thoughts were on the outcomes of that. Yeah. So the outcome is I'm super disappointed. I can't just go after the bad guy and file a petition and have the system take him down. <laughs> um, but the, so we, I approached Lawson um, to want to talk through if it made sense to file a petition against you didn't tell him i didn't tell him so he doesn't know but he kind of has an idea because you're (laughs) you said hypothetically someone of the same rank or higher yeah and slauson's like in his particular sector he's the second highest and then that means that in other sectors of the kashin family like the science branch or whatever there's people who are about the same. Yeah. So there's probably only like a handful of people who are, yeah. you know, yeah. so <laughs> um, it's an so idea. It's Uso, right? Yes. Us- yeah. Uso Kashin is the first Don and that's who you have grievance with. Yeah. So just to give a little backstory because people don't remember, but um, Crete. Crete. Thank you. You read my mind. Um, How do you forget your boyfriend? He's not Crete. my boyfriend. Yet. Um, Kree is being <laughs> what he said is he's being forced to learn to fight even though um, fighting's like against what he believes and what he does and so Uso's making him learn and there's bruises all over his body um, Atlas you are a maniac he's like sitting there nodding with a smile on his face um, it's training baby and <laughs> Yeah. And so the the issue is like I don't know if that's true or if he's just saying that and actually being abused um because it looks really bad. And so um Ray was like pretty pissed off when she learned this and wanted to file a petition against um Uso, but Uso. then Atlas I think cautioned her like hey there's people and you have to do this in front of a whole process and so then her thought process was like great I'll just kill him and then Atlas was like that's a problem too He, if you kill him <laughs> the whole 
Acer family's coming after you. Mm-hmm. And so then she wanted to learn more about the petition process. And basically it would be like a court of law against him. Um, yeah. And, and against getting like evidence the and equivalent all of the president of the United States. <laughs> and so, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <Good> <laughs> so I don't think we'll end up going that route, but in the process we learned that, um, um, his name Slauson is being um like w- like his, his everything's being listened on. Do you um, want me to read it off? Like yeah, specifically I, what I it don't said. Quite recall. Um, I will read it. Like off. We we read something on his screen that said. Okay, are you ready? Yeah. All right. You're not gonna get. So Ray was trying to like. I think get him to was it go to dinner or something like that. Oh yeah, come or, over for dinner. Oh no, yeah, no, no. She was prying. She was prying about something. And so this will make sense in terms of his response. So GM Slauson looks annoyed at your pondering of his current appearance. Slauson. While I appreciate the concern, we do not come here to discuss myself. I've earned this responsibility in the wake of losing a comrade and friend. But it is one it is one I relish the same way I would if I still were in the field. Now, if that is all, then you have heard my recommendation. Talk first if possible, file a grievance if all else fails, but be prepared to have more than enough evidence, especially if they are of a higher rank than you, which most people here are, Ray. I will have my secretary, G6, send you the appropriate paperwork should you wish to proceed down that route. G6, the floating bot swivels your direction. It would be my pleasure to be of service. And then GM, Ray had made a perception roll uh, earlier. And so with a really good perception roll, what Ray saw on Slauson's data pad was the following. Line one, with the boss father's encroaching sickness and now comatose fits, our team believes someone is poisoning him. With the absence of any physical traits and technomancy, we believe it is a newly crafted virus akin to the devils of Asmodeus Corp. Line 2. The rooms are bugged. Or these rooms are bugged. Slauson Kashin. Labs. Upper chambers. Proceed to leave the taps in place. Our intelligence forces may, able to use the, may be able to use this to our advantage against the enemy. And then he flipped the pad over. Yes. So he's being watched. And so we learned that and Ray wanted to have him over for dinner to be able to talk separately, but he refused kindly. Yeah. 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 All right. We're going to lose Courtney. She's going to go take care of a baby. I got to go feed the babe. Um, <laughs> but it's thank you. It was a pleasure to do a Q&A again. Yeah, thanks for yeah. for being here. I'm gonna. Yeah. I'm curious to find out what Nathan's thoughts are on that particular information. What are you, What are your thoughts on him knowing that his room is bugged, but purposely leaving it in place? And even more impor- importantly, what do you think of the boss father being in these like poisoned, comatose fits? Mm. It feels obviously kind of woke. I kind of expected though was that there's someone in the 
Kashins are on the outside working with someone in the Kashin mm -hmm. that's uh, trying to do a takeover in a sense because obviously uh, Gideus was taken out um, and now it's kind of if the boss father is also being trying to someone's trying to take him out mm -hmm. also then someone's so basically just all kind of lines up with somebody else trying to take power or take over yeah now the question is who um, now I could suspect Uso, but at the same time, it's like, could it be him or could it just be that coincidental and like the, maybe he actually is trying to go behind the scenes and go against them. Like who knows actually like kind of what's, okay. um, I can't really get a, I can't get a full read yet. Obviously I need to know more. It's hard without ever having been actually exposed to Uso Kashin. Yeah, at this point. Exactly, yeah. Kind of just knowing him from he said, she said kind of stuff, so. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it'll be interesting. It'll be, yeah, but I feel like, yeah. Um, it is kind of concerning, obviously, that, yeah, Slauson's being, his room's tapped, but, like, now that he kind of, like, he just knows it's kind of using it in a sense, that could also be a benefit in, a, in any case, because then they could... He, they could try to have like a fake meeting and like lead them to something that's incorrect or um, for an ambush or anything else. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely smart of him. Definitely like a tactical thing that he'd do to kind of yeah, yeah, kind of get to the enemy, kind of sacrifice his own privacy and his own sanity in a sense just to get to the enemy. Yeah, that's kind of actually the thoughts that I had too when I was like kind of crafting that. So I got like and having you. Being, having you have been in the military at one point that makes me feel a lot better <laughs> you know that i'm like okay well someone that who's relatively of like who's who would have to make decisions like that and if they were actually a good leader and a good person that they probably would do that at somewhat of the detriment to themselves so mm -hmm. yeah no it's uh no it's definitely Definitely, uh, saw something. Yeah, but. which bring which brings me back around to something that came up a, a while ago when it was just me and you talking at one point, and I was like, mm -hmm. "Hey, clarification! I didn't, I didn't say this well in session, but you rolling well in whatever role it was, and Slauson telling you that he thinks it would be a good idea for you to go to vacation at this one spot." Maybe there's a reason behind it. That is true. Yeah, being kind of pushy and also him knowing Alice for a good amount of time that <laughs> he probably wouldn't take the vacation. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. No, it's definitely, yeah. Like, obviously, I'm not trying to railroad, obviously, Courtney or anything. So, depending on obviously what she wants to do after this whole, like, fabled gloom and everything. And then um, that'll probably definitely be something. I think that sucks, but it's definitely like a real, it's kind of cool to like, because it does relate to real life in a sense. What? But like, so say like Gideus's katana mm -hmm. in a sense, the mm -hmm. location. And then also though, the locations of other things we have to do are like completely opposite sides <laughs> yeah. sometimes. So you, so you have to decide like, okay, what am I going to do? Like, and that's kind of like real life though. It's like, you have certain opportunities that are there, but you have to like decide which, like what opportunity, what are you, what are you going to take? What? We're going to pursue in a sense, so... Yeah. It's stressful, but it's, like, a good stress in a sense, because it's more of a... 
it's like oh crap i really gotta th we gotta like think about like what our characters are now gonna and do and what's the cost of it too because um, it's not like like, there's exactly. a huge difference in our setting than from like a traditional fantasy setting where it's like the opposite might be like a few weeks you know in a lot of like yeah like settings this is literally months months to potentially yeah. like could like <laughs> be up to a year in between things and so you do have to like mm -hmm. hit your opportunity costs just right yeah that's where that's where like the part where it's like oh crap because it's like yeah i really want to pursue uh gideas uh the location he mm -hmm. sent because also i'm assuming it means something especially because it's a very rare case um for the type of kind of thing that happened with his like kind of burial in a sense so um yeah but then at the same time yeah it's lost and there's probably a meaning behind it mm -hmm. i mean hypothetically it could mean that that's the location that they think that the wire or like where it's going mm -hmm. um that's just that's just me just throwing things out there I'm trying to see if you're cracked nah, still it's not nah, happening. Brick wall, man. <laughs> but uh yeah no it's gonna like there's so many things i want to pursue i know there's probably a lot of things courtney wants to pursue too i know she has like obviously we i haven't really heard too much of her backstory yet um she hasn't really been too open with it but i'll be excited to see kind of like where that like how that affects the party and it affects like the team in a sense too and her also and her character um when that gets kind of like more introduced or more affect like the like the path in it in mm -hmm. a sense um when he, she built ray yeah to purposely not be too much of the spotlight because she felt like she in other campaigns or even as mckenna she had a very integral intense backstory that really fed into things and I think this allows her to just really kind of go with the flow a little bit more. Have a little bit, yeah, some freedom. But and stuff. I've already less yeah. like responsibility. Yeah, exactly. But I've already kind of like the little bit she's given me. I've I've already started. That's already started moving around, and so that's going to be fun. Mm -hmm. I just don't. I don't think it'll be as serious of one. Is more of just kind of like, you know, there's like little side things to every story, and it might end mm -hmm. up being more of something like that. So that'd be pretty cool, though. Still. Yeah. I am like, yeah, I'll like, I don't know. We'll, I want to see where everything kind of takes us in a sense of, because after this, also, I'm super excited to see how, who or what Fable Gloom is in a sense, um, to see how like, because obviously like my nerd side was, I want to see like the character <laughs> and see like what they are like what their class is or like what their what kind of build they have and what type of character personality they have and yep uh, learn more about them i'm excited though also the point Courtney made though that would be crazy uh, like i don't think so because i feel like if we knew the person we would kind of get a sense in it or like maybe not get a whole sense on it but but it would be crazy to think that if any of us knew them I mean, another theory thrown out there, or hypothesis, is if Clive was known as, like, demon or it was devil? The, it was, was the it? demon in white, yep. Demon in white, yeah. If Fable Gloom is, like, a part of some group that Clive was also a part of in the past, that would be crazy, too, because then, obviously, they all have code names. Yeah. They all, like... Clive almost reminds me of, like, a bounty hunter, in a sense. Not, like, full bounty hunter, but, like... 
Maybe it's just because he's a ranger and like he shoots well, stuff. It's but... kind of, he's like kind of feels <laughs> like a classic, uh, almost like a classic cowboy bebop bounty hunter, mm-hmm. just drifter almost in a way. Yeah, exactly. So that would be kind of crazy to think that that they're like a part of like some or the well obviously Clive not anymore, but if they were like a part of the same organization or like same like kind of like I said before like this like shadow company and like behind the scene or like shadow organization that's like behind the scenes on everything and um they have like their quote-unquote champions or like their their top-notch like top lieutenants and everything you know the the bummer part about this theory is that clive is he's gone he's long gone so (laughs) yeah Yeah. and i'm hoping that i like see the my it's not really a fear of mine because I think it would be really fun. I know some GMs feel really bad about character death. I don't. But if he died <laughs> while he was gone, me and him have had conversations no, where we just crazy. were like, we're not telling them. And he's like, yeah, we're not telling them. And I was like, oh, yeah, they don't want, because they wouldn't know. <laughs> we'll just have you show up with a new character. I, mean, we will, I, I was going say, no, we would know because we just had to listen to it. We'd find out. Uh, I would make sure we played again before you before you heard it, and and oh, just have him show up as a new kid. Just have him pop in yeah. a new character. Oh, that'd be a major shock. Yeah. Oh so, man. But hey, that's the danger. Is the party? Hey, if that's okay. You know what? If that's the case, then oh well, he's by himself, so it doesn't. It wouldn't really be the same. I say if Atlas dies, I ain't telling Sam or Clyde. Hey, either. that's fair. If you if one of you two died, that I. That, I'm gonna pop in with some random character that nobody that knows. That would be super fun. But I, so I don't think Atlas will die though. Uh, we'll wait till he's just. I think it's just because he's unless you know what I found out though in this in this um where Barbar I found barbarians actually have a weakness in this like world that we play in. I found it's like you know traditional D and D like piercing, slashing, bludgeoning damage is all pretty yeah. common in most things. The only difference is like magic, yes. right? But in this world, radiant. There's guns that don't, sh- yeah. There's guns that don't shoot, bol- just bullets. Yes. So like, there's definitely a lot of times where it's like, oh crap, I don't take half damage. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, I might need to actually be a little bit more uh, tactical with this. That that was a uh, not an intentional choice against barbarians. It would, but it was an <laughs> intentional choice for the thematic sci-fi feeling. Um, mm-hmm, and so I don't feel bad about that, but I definitely. No. There have been like a time or two where I have like not in the moment, but ahead of time I've switched out a cre it's only happened like once or twice where I'm like this guy, like, he really just we need to play to his strengths a little bit. But for the most part it's not really been a thing. Um like it's literally only mm-hmm. happened like it's only happened once. And um But yeah, so A A it was done for the, the reskinning purposes. But two I don't know if you've noticed this, but damage output is way higher, both on your guys's ends and yeah. on the enemy's ends, and it's it's because it's uh, a gun or like a an empowered blade should be much more powerful than a medieval weapon, and therefore the damage, yeah. the 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 quickness of battle and the potential for death should be a little bit higher, I think. Also, yeah. Also, too, I think it's like a lot of some people, some I know some players are like they're always so scared of player deaths in a sense, mm-hmm. um, which it's definitely should be. But um, I kind of like it in a sense because it's more of a it gives you more of that like 
hardcore RPG in a sense of like um dying like your character dying would be actually like a real thing plus in this world I don't think there's like uh not saying it's a bad thing I am not for all those crazy critic people out there or like fans I'm not saying anything bad about Vox Machina or a critical role yeah. but like say a perfect perfect example like campaign one there's so many characters that died but didn't die because of like revive so revivify and yeah revives revive yeah so it's like there's all these things that like your character dying was definitely like oh dang but at the same time it was like all right bring him back (laughs) so but i feel like in this campaign which is good i've I've been really enjoying it i'm not saying there's anything wrong no no i mean because here's the thing (laughs) i know there's a lot of critical role stands out there that'll just well here's the thing critical role is the shoulders that the giants stand on or is the giant is the Mm -hmm. giant that everyone stands on their shoulders so you know it's there's so much respect for them you know Mm -hmm, definitely but i in your in this like world setting in this like kind of world you've made and everything it's like I enjoy it because I am, well, I binge through Elden Ring, so that's one example <laughs> of my mentality, but um, is that, like, that fear or, like, that no knowledge knowing that, like, there isn't really, as far as we know yet, right? So if we die, we're dead, as far mm-hmm. as we know. But there isn't really any ways in this world to easily bring someone back. So, um... If there are any ways. Like, I feel like it, like, from what we've learned of, like, the magic system, which hasn't been a huge amount, but what we've learned about it, and then also the world itself, like, yeah, you could come back from, like, a decapitated leg, mm-hmm. or, like, unlike, unlike maybe, um, traditional D&D where you had to do some, like, greater restoration or something, like, you'd probably have to get a prosthetic mm-hmm. in this world, it seems like. Um, but it wouldn't really stop you from anything. I mean, shit, Atlas is, that's basically what Alice is, but, like, um, there's a fear of like, like if you die, like you're dead. Like there, yeah. <laughs> like there, there's, there's this realistic feeling of, well, crap. I gotta be kind of smart, or like, um, even though I'm playing a barbarian, like obviously that's how you try to play him is more like he's military and like combat intelligent, but he's not like smart in a sense of like, um, probably like books and technology mm-hmm. and that type of knowledge which some people might be upset with because his intelligence is pretty low but like honestly i just take it as like his wisdom of like all the battles he's been in um but yeah it's just it's that sense of you have to be because also because like you said the damage is higher so it's a lot it's a lot higher it's it is what do you are i think because clive for example takes he can take he takes he can attack twice and then with the way we run his horde breaker we we moved it to melee i mean to ranged but he can't use it in melee um if he gets like say three attacks i think he's averaging close to like somewhere between 12 and 15 points in attack and if he hits with all three i mean that's a lot yeah that's a lot of damage that's a lot of yeah (laughs) yeah but uh (laughs) but um yeah, it's crazy. Even like when I get really good rolls too, it's like when I get now that I have my extra attack too, mm-hmm. it's like, and obviously the D12s and rage and everything, it's damage just adds up. But also, for example, if that, if the Duke at that time, the wannabe Duke, um, hit me <laughs> with that lightning, like the lightning and got a yeah. good roll on it, 
that was already doing a ton of damage when I was just taking the low yeah. roll. <laughs> like, so, yeah, it's definitely... It makes it to where there's, like, more... It feels more like... I mean, people might laugh at it, but it feels more like real life, which I say because it's a sci-fi and everything, but it feels more like real life because if you think about, it, like... Obviously, people like RPGs sometimes for the unrealistic sides, but at the same time, with the world and everything else, I enjoy where this is why i liked a lot of some like for example like the unsold series that i just mm -hmm. read um there's the miss there's like the magic and the rpg aspect of like not being realistic but at the same time with certain aspects it's like it, you can connect it to yourself like you can connect it to like real life which is a good feeling because it's it gets you more immersed in my opinion like it makes you feel like you're more attached or a part of like the world yeah um, are you understanding? I, I, I agree with that uh, 100%. And I also think that um, the ability to have like a more realistic uh, HP situation where you, you can get dropped, you know, pretty easily from from attacks, that doesn't take away from it still being epic. Those two don't have to be decoupled. Mm -hmm. You don't have to make it really gritty and then thus make it very plain. Because um, we've had plenty of epic moments with like things that you know but having it only be like relatively a few hits to to take someone down so um yeah and i feel like that that that's the realism though is that i mean for example when alice i remember one specific scene where um i think our ship was getting like hijacked or they're attempting mm -hmm. to like way um, back when and alice just backs yeah alex just back swatted like a like a mob enemy with his axe it's like if you if a big ass dude with a burst axe swings at you and, while he's raging, right? So he's just, his strength mm -hmm. is higher. Well, not obviously for the meta out there. Technically, my strength is not higher, but like just saying, like the character himself, like he's all like angry, adrenaline. <laughs> he's angry going. testosterone. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, he, like, you're gonna probably yeah. die like especially if you're not like a boss or you're not like a skilled fighter like you're you're just yeah. gonna die like if you get if you get a if you get like fully hit by it not just like a you didn't just slightly dodge it or like kind of avoid to hit some you just take it full brunt on yeah. you're dead if not like, if, if not in that was, moment you're probably dying very slowly to the side painfully yeah. you wish you died quick. you're not gonna survive yeah. yeah okay so but the thing so the thing that got us down on this rabbit hole was talking about how it for being a barbarian and being a tank it's it's not quite mm. the boon that it would be in a normal D, D setting which that actually reminded me too that so clive ended up on the other side of that with his episode this month uh long-awaited friend where he was being his friend horace he found out was being tracked by the white knights to get to clive and the white knights mm. have a very different style of fighting and the a they use their abilities and they can use magic this divine magic that's inherent in the stuff but they also use personal shields and this is the first time i got to use them and so i told mm -hmm. i was when they activated it sam asked me out a game he's like so what, what does this mean how does this work and i was like well my friend what it means is only slow weapons can pierce them think a lot like dune but also <laughs> yeah. if any radiant damage hits it 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 un it destabilizes the shield and causes it to detonate as a nuclear explosion. And so, mm. but like, and it and it is because like, a 
if you're on a battlefield and you know these people probably aren't going to be running around with them like that but it's a great if if you have a bunch of people with those shields and you don't want like a million nuclear explosions happening on your army you're probably not gonna you're probably gonna fight them differently but especially in close quarters and so like cliving it up on the other side because he was like my weapon's useless yeah like (laughs) so yeah no it's definitely i feel like i need to get alice a personal shield because then you just be an absolute like tank monster yeah but thing is like I can already think of, like, my martyr, in a sense. If I were to get a personal shield and we were some big bad boss and we're all about to die, I could already see Atlas, like, activating him himself. Ba- Just, like, running Having Clive shoot him. And telling... Oh. Yeah, having Clive shoot him. Oh, God. I mean, that would be a very sad, epic moment, but, like... That would be pretty epic. That would be pretty epic. I would say, like, I'm really, I'm pretty dramatic, though, with those things though, in my head. Well, so. ho- hopefully, if um, we get to that, we we build up to it but oh yeah well i'm hoping that doesn't happen though because that means alice is dead <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah but uh well, obviously alice takes care of his own people so if it comes down to it then yeah he'll yeah and we have a we have a real bullet. group now we have squad luma it's not just the crew of the c2 brought together by strange circumstances but an yeah. actual working team um but i think we're we're probably about an, at an hour here, so probably want to call it. Yeah. Uh, but next month, one of the topics that I want to get to is the follower sheet because, as you heard, Clive finally we had someone actually finally utilize a follower. Sam ended up u- utilizing Horace and has ended up being huge in fights. Um, and so I think you guys are going to get the opportunity when we record on the thirtieth to potentially use Terran or even use, um, yeah, especially maybe even use Terran's ability to, uh, learn more about Astrad, right. Um, mm-hmm. or, you know, uh, I'm forgetting, I'm forgetting our, our ship Butler's name, Paige, Paige Kinsworth. So, Paige. uh, yeah. I want to like give the opportunity for those things to kind of come up, but yeah, come join us next month uh we'd love to have you and to talk about followers and how you can use them in your game but thank you for jumping in today and uh nathan it's been a real treat thanks for making this happen yeah thank you for having me here all right we'll see you later spacers Thank you for listening to this episode of Starlight. If you enjoyed this, please like, share, subscribe. For early releases, exclusive RPG content, and other bonus material, check us out on Patreon at patreon.com starlightadventures. And to reach us for questions to be aired, email us at thestarlightadventures at gmail.com. See you next Tuesday, spacers.